Well, the opposition leader here in South Australia, David Spears, has been on a fact-finding trip to the UK and has looked at things like nuclear energy and warships being built ahead of AUKUS, all that sort of thing. He is on the line now. David Spears, good morning. Good morning, Matthew. What lessons uh, can you bring back to SA? What have you learnt? Well, look, it's important to say this was a, a trip that was very much bipartisan in nature. I went over there to really follow in the footsteps of uh, Premier Malinowskis, who did a very similar trip uh, a couple of months ago, uh, focused largely on uh, what will be coming to South Australia as part of the, the AUKUS um, submarine agreement or defence agreement, really, between the USA, the UK and, and Australia, which was announced in 2021. And what struck me, I guess I knew it to an extent before the trip, but really was emphasised by being there, was the immensity of the opportunity coming to South Australia. I don't think many um, people in in this state uh, realise, and I'm not saying that in a disparaging way, it's it's just the fact that the the magnitude of this is so huge and the the opportunity for jobs and uh, a generational change in the way we, we do work here uh, in, in our state is coming. Uh, I was able to visit uh, the submarine building facility that the Premier visited a few months ago in a town called Barrow and Furness. Uh, that's up in the northwest corner of England. Uh, and, and actually look at some of these submarines under construction. The size of the uh, the machines, most complex machines probably ever made globally, not just submarines, but but machines full stop, Uh, they're just incredible. Uh, And then I was able to uh, look at a couple of shipyard facilities as well um, in in the central belt of Scotland. Now, the the thing to emphasise is at Osborne, all these things will be built beside each other. Uh, We'll have submarines, we'll have uh, have maintenance, we'll have shipbuilding, uh, and the magnitude of that is just phenomenal. Uh, So getting a good grip on the skills that are needed how we're going to lift our workforce here over the next couple of decades and the decisions that government needs to make now for the future, all really important stuff. Is there anything we need to do immediately that that, uh, struck you that we should be moving on? Definitely the skills side of things. But we're obviously, we don't have the, the skills in place at the moment for the magnitude of that build, and that's okay. But we do need to get cracking on that. And the government has moved on this. They've announced the Skills Academy. We certainly support that. Mm. And, and we really want to keep a, a very close eye on making sure that we've got support from the federal government, that the state are leaning right into getting the, the right skills in place. Uh, there, are, there are skills around... Uh, nuclear technologies which will be needed these will be nuclear powered submarines like they currently have in the uk and the us that we just don't have here and again that's okay at the moment but we'll need to get cracking on that sort of stuff and very much this is a bipartisan level of support but bipartisanship doesn't mean that the opposition rolls over and lets the government have their way we've got the same bipartisan outcome we just need to make sure that we we have a very clear, planned-out pathway to get there. Okay. Uh, nuclear submarines obviously opens the door in a lot of people's minds to a nuclear industry in the future. You floated such an idea, nuclear power, looking at that and uh, where that goes next. The federal coalition, we understand from uh, reports in the media over the last few days, looking to put nuclear and gas at the, uh, the centre of an energy policy moving into the next federal election. Uh, did you explore nuclear energy while you were over there and uh, having a look at how that works and how that might be translated uh, into South Australia? 
Yeah, I certainly did. And and it's because it's such a big part of, of life there, and particularly with these industries, it came up in nearly every meeting that I was in. And then at the, on the last day on Monday, we held a, a nuclear-focused energy roundtable with all the big players in the UK coming in and providing insight to uh, to a civil nuclear industry. So if we've got one based in defense with these submarines, uh, as you said, uh, in many people's minds, including my own, it certainly uh, triggers thinking around, is there an opportunity for a civil industry, one based around perhaps smaller scale uh, energy production? The world is moving in that direction. There is a, a pretty significant view now that you can't get to net zero targets that many Western nations have without nuclear being part of the mix. So I'm very open to that. Uh, I think we have to have that discussion here. Uh, it would be small scale nuclear energy if we ever went down that track in Australia. Uh, many of your listeners would be aware of it's almost a hypocrisy in some ways. South Australia has the um, largest useful deposits of uranium in the world, yeah. but doesn't use it to produce energy. So I think we should have that discussion. Uh, and I think we should have a really serious, uh, meaningful discussion of what, what that might look like. Because if you're bringing the, defend, uh, the, the skills around nuclear um, technologies into the state as a consequence of the submarines, uh, is there an opportunity to leverage a, a civil industry? Okay. Uh, housing remains a crisis. Nothing nothing changed there while you were away, uh, as you wouldn't have expected it to. But yesterday, uh, the opposition ran a housing summit here in uh, Adelaide. What comes from that? What can you do about it, given you're not in power? Well, we've, we're not in power, but a good opposition will put forward construction, constructive suggestions. That was a Freudian slip, not, not constructive not construction, uh, but we do need to get constructing houses here. Uh, we've just talked about submarines. Lots more people coming to the state to be involved in that industry in the future. Uh, we, we are a growing state. There's natural growth here. Uh, we need more houses in this state. Land release is part of it. Uh, we need to get quicker at, um, at building houses. We need to see councils approving uh, developments. It's not just about land release. It's about local government. Uh, getting quicker at some of this decision-making as well. Um, we brought together a whole range of people from the not-for-profit sector, from the, the real estate sector, and uh, both advocates for renters and advocates for landlords. So it was a pretty diverse group. You wouldn't necessarily get a lot of agreement in the group. One thing that they did agree on, there was a very high, uh, there's a very high need for um, more housing in the state uh, at every level. Social housing, your traditional housing trust models, um, at right through to new builds that are privately owned and, and rent um, rental opportunities in between. Um, this will help the, the opposition develop policy and, and, um, and constructively challenge the government in the coming, uh, the coming months and years. But we'll be looking at things like taxation reform, um, planning approvals, and, and actually the sorts of products we're building. Not everyone needs a three-bedroom house yeah. in the outer suburbs. Yeah. We, we need to have a good product mix, mix as well. Okay. Uh, uni mergers. I'm sure the opposition, like a lot of South Australia, waiting for the government to release uh, its uh, thinking behind uh, the support behind this. Now, uh, open mind, it seems a good idea on paper to have one big university rather than two in the city, but uh, is it the best approach? I suppose we, we take the word of uh, the unis at the moment. Yeah, look, open mind, but we come to this with a, a fair degree of scepticism. What I haven't liked is the Premier's 
um, rhetoric that he's going to push through regardless with this. And we need to see a lot more information. We learned that the Premier hadn't even read the business cases. They haven't been released publicly. Um, we learned that a few weeks ago. Uh, there's now a parliamentary inquiry that the opposition really demanded in order to get information out into the parliamentary uh, arena and so then subsequently into the public arena so we can we can analyze this stuff properly uh, the, the one thing with these uni mergers bigger is not necessarily better and if we do merge them the idea of demerging unscrambling the egg would be near on uh, impossible uh, and and we don't want to take that risk at all. We can't just push ahead for the sake of it because it's an election commitment. I think there's been a bit too much arrogance around this one. We want to see all the facts. We want to see the financials. We want to really be given confidence that this is this is a good idea. And um, there is also, there was a call yesterday from Warren, Warren Bebbington. Now, he was the former vice chancellor of Adelaide University, and he said that we should actually be putting this on hold for about a year because the federal government's undertaking a very detailed analysis of how they fund and, and structure universities into the future. Mm. Uh, Warren, Be Warren Bebbington said quite clearly that that might actually see a move towards smaller universities like they have in the USA. Okay. And... Um, rather than, than, than larger ones. And uh, he might be someone worth having on your show to, to have a further discussion because mm. he really knew this inside out. And uh, if we're moving at a, in a global sense towards smaller universities, uh, do we want to be left with a, a really big university that's just been put together and, um, and miss out on those opportunities? So look, there's a lot of answers. I don't, a lot of answers that are needed. I don't... Um, don't have a, a decision to, to give you from an opposition point of view yet, but we are um, quite sceptical of, of many of the government's um, uh, positions on this. You might be sceptical of the government. What about the, the universities themselves that have done the work on it, the, uh, the, the vice-chancellors and their teams who have obviously prepared a business case and have studied the pros and cons of uh, two universities in the capital city of a uh, a state with one point what seven eight million people, and uh, have decided it's the way to go. D does that carry no weight? Well, I think they had a gun to their head from the government. Peter Malinowski announced this was happening, uh, no matter what, and so I think they they had to come up with a proposal that would make it work. Now, the, I I believe that universities are not big businesses. They may make profits and 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 bring much in the way of of profits to our state. But these universities, in my assessment, belong to the people of South Australia. They're constituted under acts that sit within the state parliament. 